Life as a business owner is tough at the best of times. But in the current economy and with tax season underway in Canada, I'm here to tell you about a lifeline you can afford to ignore for your business. Technology. I know, it's the worst kept secret, but also one that you may not be taking full advantage of, especially when it comes to keeping an eye on your financial standing, cash flow, and prepping for instability. Xero is an incredibly easy-to-use global cloud-based accounting software platform that gives businesses the tools to take care of the numbers so they can spend less time on accounting and more on what they love to do. With Xero, your financial information is always up to date and securely housed on the cloud so you can access it whenever you need it. It makes running a business quick and easy, anytime or anywhere, and it's especially powerful when connected to your accountant or bookkeeper. At the end of the day, Xero is more than an accounting software. It's where the world of small business comes together. To find out more about Xero and how it can help you step up your accounting and bookkeeping game, check out the link in our episode description. Society has made us feel that our joy is not worth sharing because it's not good enough for other people. But for me, joy is the realest part of you and the realest part of yourself. It's the part where you're the most vulnerable. Welcome to Mission Critical, a podcast about the big picture, the purpose, and the values that drive today's most game-changing companies, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm your host, Lance Chung, Editor-in-Chief of Bay Street Bull, and I'll be introducing you to a group of brilliant minds who are making an impact on the world and forging the path ahead. While they may all be very different from one another, the question remains the same. What's your mission? According to the Global Happiness Survey conducted by Ipsos, the prevalence of happiness measured by factors like health, purpose, relationships, and more across 27 countries remained largely unchanged from 2019 to 2020, dipping by just one percentage point from 64% to 63%. It's a surprising finding that showcases the resilience of people, despite a year mired by the COVID-19 pandemic, among many other things. Finding and harnessing happiness was an effort that many people tasked themselves with throughout 2020. At the forefront of this campaign was influencer and social media's unofficial chief joy officer, Dante Colley. Known for his infectious videos full of encouragement and signature dance moves, Dante established his platform, which now boasts over 1 million followers, to bring more positivity to people's lives. While he may count celebrities like Ariana Grande and Beyonce as fans, his true power is his ability to put his audience at ease while tackling topics like mental health and self-love. It's this journey of affirmation that he invites his followers on daily that has made Kali a beacon of joy for those in need of a positive boost. On today's episode, I chat with Dante, who's featured in our Bay Street Bowl 30 by 30 guide, about cultivating and protecting your joy. Enjoy, and if you'd like to read his feature, head to the link in the episode description. Hi, Dante. How are you today? So nice to be chatting finally. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing okay, you know, day by day, but we're trying to just keep pushing forward in this crazy era of a time. How about you? You know, same as well. It's, you know, everything kind of feels a little bit like Groundhog Day, but, um, you know, you got to do the best you can and just put one foot forward, you know? 
So I'm so thrilled to be able to sit down and have a chat. You know, what I really want to focus on is really an important topic today, and and that's joy, and you know how we harness it, how we manifest it, share it, and protect it. And really, for me, it's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about you and one of the many things that you represent in the community. So I feel like that's a, a great thing for us to explore, and also just something that we need to talk more about in general in society and and kind of the tough times that we're going through right now. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let's start with what it means to you. How do you define joy? Um, is it as straightforward as equating it with happiness or is it more complex than that? Are there more layers to it? I feel like joy to me means you are you are living 100% and 100% authentically and unapologetically yourself. And whatever that means, that could mean being 100% yourself behind four walls or just showing up outside of your comfort zone and just enjoying you. I think that's a question that I usually get all the time. And I think it, it means so many different things to so many different people and so many, there's so many definitions for it. Do you think that positivity and optimism are the same thing as joy? Certainly they're a part of it, but would you consider them equivalents? I think they all can fall under the same umbrella, but I think each has their own definition. Positivity for me doesn't mean that it's going to be a great day all the time. Positivity for me means that I know that there are better days coming, even though I may not be in the best mental place or in the best mental situation or physical situation. I think we are all living our own lives and we're all experiencing a time like this in our own way, but somehow in the same realm, like there's so many things that we're familiar with, with each other, especially in this time with our experience with it. But I think how we deal with it is up to us and how we move forward is up to us as well. Um, it's nobody else's job to make you feel better. I think at the end of the day, we're all going to have our low points and our low moments, but in, in order to go high, you got to go low and you really got to understand and really self-manage what happiness means to you and how you're going to source that. Yeah. And so what, what brings you joy and how do you go about searching for it, manifesting it? Obviously, dance is a big part of that. But what are some of the big moments and little moments that really, you know, fill up your cup, so to speak? Yeah, for sure. I think like you said, dance for me is number one. It's always been something that's helped me get through like the hardest points of my life. Um, but with that, it's simultaneously <laughs> thing with music. I think music is such a big part of all of this as well. And for me, music and dance is my recipe for my own joy, my unique joy. I think people are able to tap into their, their own joy in different ways, but that's kind of like my formula. Um, whenever I'm feeling not so grounded or kind of confused or just any kind of emotion that I don't really feel like I am being 100% planted and rooted, I usually turn to those to kind of just put me back on my my track. Yeah. Is there is there a song or something that you is like a regular go-to for you that you know will always put you in the right mood or, or make you feel better? Um, is there a regular kind of rotation, I guess, that you always go back to? 
I mean, I am actually making my own playlist right now um, that I'm pretty excited about, but I think there's so many songs that bring me joy. I, I feel like I live in so many different eras um, when I'm listening to certain generations of music, so to say. I love the 70s. I love the 80s. I love the the deepness of what the musicality is and all of that. Um, and then I also love what's happening today. Like there's so many things that bring me joy today too, but I would say Nelly Furtado, Do It. Um, <laughs> yeah. Her Loose album is definitely something that I listen to on the Dales just to set the intention for sure. Is that the album she did with Timbaland? Yes. Yeah. The Loose album that I'm pretty sure every single person had at one point. We all had the CD. I remember that record and, and that album being played everywhere when it came out. Um, but it's very nostalgic for me as well. It's it's a part of our DNA, I'm sure, especially growing up in this in this time, especially with music. We've had interviews with people who are very, you know, involved in in food culture and use food as a medium um, to speak about larger conversations and dialogue. And in a similar sense, with you and music and dance, is there a first memory or moment that really is that moment that you know spoke to you and really resonated with you in terms of music and you know your first childhood memory with music or dance or anything that just really was almost like a turning point for you yeah it might sound really crazy but this is kind of just my experience with kind of getting introduced to dance and knowing that it was something that i always wanted to do was i loved watching cartoons on ytv especially just before school. And I feel like at 7 a.m. every day, um, Sailor Moon would come on. And I usually talk about Sailor Moon all the time because it's such a big part of what has inspired me to just be myself and transform and just grow as a person. But just to see somebody like I, I loved and was always inspired by these transformation segments and things that I wanted to learn how to do, like, 20 pirouettes in a row, not there yet. (laughs) But just to see that like movement and see like the elegance and all of that was something that I was always inspired by. And I guess from that point, I kind of just turned to the internet for help. My mom tried to put me in dance class when I was really young and it was the most traumatic experience I've ever probably had. And it's always, I'll always live with that and always be like, you know, like, you don't have to be cookie cutter. I know that the I know dance and technique is something that is super particular, um, but movement is something that we can all explore, and it's all in us. And whatever make, way makes us all feel good, I don't think we need to be so hard on ourselves to try and master or be amazing at specific things. I think it's just about enjoying moving through space, um, and that's something that I always try and bring to the table. Is that Everybody can move. Everybody can dance. I think we just have to leave the judgment at the door and just be raw and be real because we're, we, it's like a, an energy release, honestly. And it honestly recharges you too in the same time. Now you've built up a community of, you know, over a million people across your social media platforms who really come to you seeking joy, optimism, and just want to be able to put a smile on their, on their faces. Uh, and these, you know, messages around positivity have been, you know, particularly resounding in a year like we've just come out of in 2020. Looking at your 
career, is there a moment that really defined the person that you are today or the, the values that you hold and that you really emphasize in your, in your work and your content that you create? I think I am the most proud of where I've come to at this point. Um, and I'm still ever changing and growing in the ways that I see fit. And I think that's just like all of us too. I think we're never going to have everything figured out and an experience like this, nobody was really prepared for and never, nobody would have expected a time like this in our own lifetime. It just goes to show you that things are going to happen and there's going to be tons of obstacles, but we're in this together. And I think the power of social media and being able to connect with so many amazing people all across the globe is super helpful, especially really thinking about how it was like a hundred years ago. It was so different. And to even think back on that, I'm, I always question, how did they do that? How did they get through? Because even though we are so isolated, there's still a sense of connectivity just with the power of the internet. And I think that's like what is really going to get us through um, is just really being honest and transparent on our platforms. And that's definitely something that I try to do because I'm not always happy. Um, none of us are. We are human beings. We live life and we all go and experience things in our own unique journeys. So I think it's just about understanding that it's actual about human connection and trying to still have that even though it's cyber. Yeah. I mean, building on that note around human connection, I was looking through your Instagram feed and in one post it said, quote, it was never about an audience or a platform. It was about bringing people together and challenging myself to make things I was excited about and potentially making other people smile, end quote. So what have you learned about the human connection and what people desire in terms of forging these bonds with other people? Is there a simple way of distilling it and again, in a time like this, is a bond defined by physical interaction or is it, you know, bonding through virtual spaces as well? I think it's both. And I think it's also just about really just coming to the table as who you are and all that you are. I definitely have learned that over the course of the past few years, but I think for me, it was always something that I wanted and always wanted to see myself do, even if it wasn't something that I was thinking about when I was 10 years old. I always knew that I wanted to show up in this world 100% myself, um, regardless of what people thought of me or what opinions they had of me. I was always going to just be me because nobody can take that away from me. And I think being a content creator, but primarily an artist, we're all artists in this life. Um, and all the different things that we do. And I think for me, gratefully establishing a platform, quote unquote, um, even though for me, it's more of a community versus me talking down to people. It's more of like, hey, let's, let's hang. I always wanted that real connection because I don't see anything else. I mean, I've grown from literally not having anything to having the most valuable things, which is my own personal joy and happiness, as well as a group of people who support me for just being me and me reciprocating that for supporting them for being who they are and finding who they are along this journey. And who would you say 
is your community? What is, you know, what is your community comprised of? And is there a common denominator or a common thread that really links all of you together? I don't know if there's a specific title for it because it can be anything. There's people who in our own lives, in our own relationships that come and go. And I think that's what happens on the internet too. People are here temporarily and people leave. Some things are going to be digested by people and some things people don't want to digest at all. And that's what kind of happens, especially on the internet, especially when you're trying to encourage others or spread a little bit more light and be like what I'm, what I'm technically doing and tapping into the, both the feminine and masculine side of myself and putting myself out there, it kind of leads to the systemic literal judgment that people have where you have to think like, I really wish you all the best and I hope you figure all of this out, but I'm literally just sending you love right now. Like for real, you can't accept that. It's totally fine. I'm still going to send it regardless but I hope you find out soon that you don't need to be this way. It's okay. If I can be that person for somebody to kind of switch their mind, that's all that I could ask for. Even though you said it was never about building an audience, you've still managed to create a significant one. What do you think is the key to establishing the foundation for a passionate and loyal community? You know, maybe for someone that is also looking to create their own tribe and their own community and people that they can bond with and engage with honesty it's candidness it's transparency all that you would do in a personal relationship that you would have with somebody somebody that's closest to you and i think the reason why i am so transparent is because at the end of the day it's just me and my phone there's nobody else around and i think that's what feels the most safe is that it's kind of like a diary entry it's kind of like a journal all of the content that I usually create is for me first, because as an artist, you shouldn't be trying to create art for others. You're creating your art for yourself. And my art helps me as well. And I I would hope that it would help other people too, especially with what I've kind of gone through on this, on this ride um, in my life. But it's just being 100% you because nobody else can replicate what you do as hard as they try. There's only one you in this life. Show up as that. It is interesting. It is almost like treating it like a relationship with an individual, but I guess like a, a community of individuals and, and going back to the basics and, you know, being transparent and honest and, and forging those bonds and, and being you and your authentic self in a sense, I guess. So in one of your other social posts, you state, quote, we are in a time of unlearning and relearning, end quote. What are some of the things that you've had to unlearn and relearn about yourself in this past year? I think something that I've unlearned is the way that we use social media. And I think unlearning comes with being informed versus affirmed. I think it's so easy to absorb all this different kind of information from so many different people who are real people as well and have their own voice. But I think at the same time, it's so important to do your own research on certain topics and make sure that you know for yourself what it is that you're reading because 
everything is fast these days. We get a, we get a headline. That's the story that we got. We move forward. Whereas there's actually more details in everything. And I think for me going to school and learning about digital media across all different varieties of it um, is something that's kind of helped me come to this point of unlearning the way that we were doing things before. And I really try and share that with my audience as well, because it's true. There's a lot of misinformation being spread around, especially in the pandemic in whatever light, especially with being productive and like getting things done. You just got to do what's best for you in this time. It all varies, but I think it could be super overwhelming and challenging sometimes to just be flooded with information, making you feel like you're not doing enough. But what's ultimately important is what am I doing for myself and what is this the best thing for me right now? And a majority of the time it is. You just have to stay in your own lane. Speaking of doing what's best for you, and we're talking about joy, how do you protect your joy and make sure that you know, even while you're trying to make other people happy and you're trying to spread that joy and, and put a smile on other people's faces, how do you make sure that the integrity of your own joy doesn't become, you know, threatened or, or get uh, vulnerable? I think it's about setting boundaries. And again, going back to the art side of it, my joy is an extension of me and my art. And dance, music, design are all things that I'm passionate about and all align with who I am. And that's not necessarily for everybody, even though I share that and that's something that people have kind of gravitated towards. I think it's so super important to know too, again, my art is my art at the end of the day. And if I'm not in a position or in a mental space that can provide light for you, which it should never be. I think we have to find our own light and realize that we're the light that's in the tunnel. And we're walking through this dark tunnel, even though the sky is over there, it's going to take a long time to get over there at some time at some periods in our lives. But yeah, it definitely set a lot of boundaries in regards to social media to really let people know that, hey, I don't need to do anything for you. But we're in this together and I would hope that you would understand where I'm coming from, especially knowing that it could be toxic at times to be super positive all the time because that's not human. It's an everlasting and ever growing process. Now, do you think that pursuing joy is a courageous act or an act of bravery or, you know, why do you think it can seem scary for some people to to really pursue that joy and really embody that joy and, you know, be happy. It sounds simple, but do you think that uh, it is an act of bravery in a, in a sense? You could say so for sure. And I think that's exactly it is society has made us feel that our joy is not worth sharing because it's not good enough for other people. But for me, joy is the realest part of you and the realest part of yourself. It's the part where you're the most vulnerable. Not everybody deserves to witness or be experiencing that joy with you. However, I think for me, I share because I have nothing to hide. And I just hope that you are able to figure out that too, is that there's really nothing to hide. You can be yourself. And you have to understand that not everybody's going to like you. 
that's just something that I've learned as well, especially on these platforms is that not everybody is going to like you. There's so <laughs> many different things for being black, for being a part of the LGBTQ community for so many different things. So I think it's just important to know that you're not for everybody, but as long as you're standing on your two feet, you are for you. Yeah, I think that's very true in that, you know, if your goal is to make other people happy, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And at the end of the day, you just have to make, you know, look after yourself and make sure that you yourself are are happy and that have the understanding that you also can't make everyone happy. It's it's not possible. Last summer, we were, you know, in the middle of a global pandemic and also at the height of, you know, civil rights protests around the world around racial injustice. It was a heavy time for a lot of people. Was it important for you to stay consistent with your content or to shift the tone? How did your manifestation and definition of joy change in that in that time? It's hard to even talk about because it's just draining. And I think as a Black person, I'm desensitized. And I have always been desensitized because we just experience things on the daily and microaggressions across so many different things that we're used to it. In terms of like changing my my tone and stuff, no, because that's a part of who I am. And I, again, like my art at that time wasn't important. What was more important was what was happening in the world. And I think for my own experience of what's happened in my life, especially in within my family and things that have happened racially, I think that I really just wanted to let people know that this is this is an issue and we really need to fix it. And we really need to be paying attention because it's exhausting. Like I'm exhausted. Yeah. Now we're in 2021. We're already in the first quarter of the year. What excites you about the road ahead and applying the lessons that you've learned in 2020 and, and growing from there? What I'm most excited for is to just continue to learn and be open to whatever's to come. I think trying to set a specific expectation, especially setting expectations at all, is a recipe to kind of lead you to disappointment if things don't go the way that you think or plan. I think planning is super important to create structure. I'm a very spontaneous person and I just kind of float around and just figure things out on the go. But at the same time, I, I like to structure myself too. But I, I don't think there's anything in particular that I'm super excited for. I think I'm just excited to continue to hopefully wake up again tomorrow and see another day. So at the end of the day, what would you say is your mission and your purpose? What guides the decisions you make on a micro and a macro standpoint um, and really is the driving force in everything that you do? My purpose is to just do what I'm doing right now, whatever that may look like. I still don't necessarily know how to explain a lot of things, um, especially when people ask me, like, what do you do? I'm like, <laughs> oh, how to explain it. Um, I, I do a lot of things and I'm passionate about a lot of things. But at the end of the day, I just do me. And I think that's my purpose is just showing up 100% myself and doing the things that I'm most passionate about and enjoying those things because it's not for everybody. It's for me. I keep saying that because it's so important. It's like 
everything that I'm doing, I am doing it with everyone, but I'm doing it for myself. Well, thank you so much for our chat today. It was such a great interview and a lot of just, you know, good insight and and good reminders. I think, you know, sometimes these are things that we know about ourselves, but we need to be constantly reminded to take care of ourselves, even though we know we have to take care of ourselves and, and to listen to ourselves and, and show up as our authentic selves. It's, I think the reminders are just as important as the, the revelations, I guess. So thank you so much for that, Chai. I really appreciate the discussion and you taking your time to to speak with us. Hey, thank you. I'm super excited and I'm super grateful too. Again, I don't even know what to say because I am just so thankful, honestly. Well, thank you so much. And we're, you know, hopefully you and I will have a chat again soon. And until then, I hope you you stay well and, and are safe and happy and well. You too. Dante's thesis focuses on spreading joy through social media as his chosen platform of distribution. He's an example of how greatness doesn't always have to be defined by a groundbreaking product or disruptive technology. Sometimes, greatness is about reminding ourselves of what already exists in front of us. It's about disrupting ourselves and supporting one another on our respective journeys towards finding our own joy. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get the word out. To keep up to date, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, ask yourself, what's your mission?